Hello, hello. This is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode, I'm going to call plain and simple (laughs) how we treat people. Because you know what? I've had a heck of a day, so I can't wait to share with you guys. All right, guys, thanks for joining, and here we go. I find myself near tears at the moment, so it's probably the perfect time to talk to all of you about what's going on and just how we treat each other. Um, I was having a great day. I mean, I had a little like back burner of um, underlying stress because I knew I had a lot of things to manage today. Um, But I was kind of on top of it and was feeling good that I was getting some things done that really needed to happen today. And then... Oh man, I'm not going to mention the phone company. Um, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus here. I just want to explain what happened. But I um, added a line for my oldest son, who's finally of the cell phone age. I like said, I don't care if my kids are like 16. Like once they have a car and then there's a purpose for them to have a cell phone, then maybe. But I was like digging in the heels until my kid was missing more class time than I could count because he had to keep going to the office to use the office phone to call me about changes in his schedule and after school activities. And finally I caved because it was just easier for me to know that he could contact me when he needed to. But anyway, that's a whole nother story, a whole nother episode. (laughs) But what it led to was like me having to my account changed, like all kinds of things with it changed, added a line, added, you know, upgraded phone, whatever, like whatever it was adjusted my bill for the month. It was like triple its usual number. So I had to call them to try to straighten that out. Got to the point of feeling like I was pretty good with that. Wanted to set up auto pay because it saves you 10% when you do an auto pay. Well, yeah, Let me just tell you this. At this point, I'm pretty sure I'm not doing auto pay. (laughs) I was ready. I said several times on this phone call, and I don't ever complain to people usually, especially customer service people, because God knows it's hard enough of a job, and people are so hard on them. They're just following the instructions given by their employer. So I never like harass or give them a hard time. Um, and I wasn't trying to, but I was talking, my inside voice was coming out. I, he kept putting me on hold, but apparently they can still hear you. It was like, he was muting is what he was probably doing. Um, because he was still able to hear me, <laughs> which took me a couple times in swear words to probably figure out. No, I don't think I swore, but I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to put my head through a window in a minute. I was like, literally, <laughs> I was so exhausted. I went in circles. Like he said, I had to set up some app and like, I tried to set up the app and then you needed this password. Oh, you need to reset that password, reset that password. Well, then the next screen asks me for two new passwords. What password is this one? Which one's the billing password? Which one's the app password? Which one's the sign in password? I'm so confused (laughs) and I am very tech savvy. I mean, especially these days, I have learned the inner workings of a computer pretty darn well. I have um, found people that are hacking me, been able to identify who they are and block them. I I have figured out like all kinds of in-between quirks and inner workings of a computer. So like I am not easily thrown off my game this was not working properly. There was something weird going on. And then I would grant access to myself, which was ridiculous. And then it would take me back a screen and I was like, whoa. And then, oh, it timed out and you gotta start over. And oh my goodness, guys, I kid you not. uh, What time is it now? Hmm, I probably spent easily a good three hours on the phone with them. Now, three hours, no, it might've been one, it could have even been longer than that. All of these things. And it was like nothing getting accomplished. 
try this, try that, try this link, go with this automated thing. This robot hung up on me three times. This one, you know, is asking questions that don't make sense. So then I got to call back a customer service person. It was so exhausting. I, there, I could feel my insides wanting to explode. It was overwhelming. And then at the very end of it all, oh man. And I, you know, when my husband first passed, I don't think I wanted to tell a soul in terms of like accounts and stuff. I wanted to keep his name on them because it felt good. It feels good when I see his name on it in the mail. And if it just feels like he's still a part of all of this, you know what I mean? Like, I know it's stupid and because every time I let someone know, oh, you really need to change it. Da, 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 da. You need to have your name on the account. We can't charge a, a deceased individual. I'm like, oh my gosh, just let me keep his name on there for goodness sakes. What is that harming? Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm the one who has control over everything his anyway now, right? So I mean, what difference does it make? This is what I'm, I'm in like begging of employers to really consider this because a lot of people have rules like this in place and granted a lot of it is for safety and security of the people and da, 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 da. but come on if you know somebody is widowed and you know their heart is hurting does it really matter especially where they have now taken over everything that existed for their spouse and they are their spouse in other words like now every single thing falls on them. They've been paying the bill for years. They've been whatever. Why does it matter to you whose name is on that piece of paper? You're getting paid, right? Like that's what I wanted to say. I wanted to be like, really? But the second he got wind that my husband had passed and I can't remember why I had to bring it up, but I did. Uh, I don't remember what he asked me and it led me to have to say, you know, he had that he was deceased. Like he had, I don't know, like maybe he said something like that he should check his phone and whatever it was. I wasn't being deceitful about it. He just hadn't asked. And when I said it, it was like, and this is like the third or fourth company that I've had to go through this with. The second they know, now you need to go about providing paperwork to show that now you are the one responsible getting your name changed well I have a bill that's due in a couple days I wanted to set this auto pay up so that everything was done on time it's like now I gotta wait until I can get into a store and I can do it in person apparently they can't do anything on the phone because everything I tried to do today was like nope we can't set up auto pay on the phone you can use this robotic system or you can set up a online account and either way you can do it yourself and I was like Ugh. I tried both neither worked and so now not only that but I had finally like finally I said to him is this password the same as that one no oh so there's a fourth password I need to enter I didn't realize well how do I know what my pin is I was like really this is insanity well we can have it sent back to yourself again if we're going through the whole thing well I tried that didn't work and so finally I said you know what I'm smarter than this Maybe, just maybe, because usually with pins, that's set up by the customer. He didn't even tell me that information. You know how useful that would have been for me? But uh, so I was like, I know my husband well enough. I know what his four digit pins are because, you know, like most of us have our certain password or pin or whatever. So I knew it. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'll just try it. And sure enough, it got me in. Well, the second I got in after three and a half plus hours of working on this, I was like, yeah. He's so excited. I was like on the edge of my seat, so excited. I'm like interrupting him, like as he's going through his spiel about how I have to now provide proper documentation. I was like, no, I got in. I was so excited and elated. And I thought he was just going to be so happy. But the tone in his voice 
changed a bit and I realized, oh shoot. I went back in. I, he said, well, I sent you the link so you can try to da, 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 da. I go through and take the steps that he says to do and now it won't even let me into my account. And it's saying that the password I just entered is invalid. Are you kidding me? So whatever he entered into the computer on his end about me being widowed, him being deceased, whatever he put in there, now it won't even give me access to the passwords I just created, by the way, under his name. So they probably thought he just created them, but I'm working with a human being on the other end, a human being. Like, do you not understand the pain that comes with every one of these bills I have to change over and every step? Sorry, guys, I get emotional thinking about this, but because it's a lot, it's so much that it takes everything in me to go through these steps. And I play it off like it's not a big deal. And they say, I'm so sorry. And I just like brush it off. I'm like, oh, thank you. And da, 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 and I keep going. But I want to break down every time. I want to fall apart. It's like, if they could just see me not as a customer for just a minute, like realize that I am holding it together for you, but I am struggling. This is not okay. It doesn't feel good. It's, you know what I mean? Like all those things. It's like we all, sure, might put on a face, but you need to treat every person you come into contact with like their mother just died that morning. And I think maybe that would create a kinder, um, just human experience. I don't think any of us treat each other with kid gloves anymore. And we need to, because you just don't know. And I mean, this just happened with my electric bill last month. So it's like, I just went through this. I just had to send the death certificates in. I just had to go through the whole emotional turmoil that came with now no longer seeing his name on that account. And now this one, it's like, really? I just, oh, I get it. But it's like stripping somebody away, like something away from somebody that's like their last thing they're clinging on to. And I know that doesn't make sense to a lot of you, but I pray it never does. Because if you do understand me, if you're listening to this right now and my words make sense to you, then I'm sorry for your loss. Because I know you've been through it and you know what I'm talking about. It's like, you just so badly want to maintain the little bit of control that you feel like you have left. And then when somebody just strips that away so automatically without really considering what that's that repercussion is going to do to the person on the other end. Like I can't even drive through. This is just since I lost my husband, but I can't even go through a um, toll booth anymore without a pleasant smile and like kind word to the person. Like I just want to treat everybody so gently, so much more kindly, just because I know now I know that it could be your worst day, your worst month, your worst whatever, because we just don't know. And so to just sort of go on about business as usual and to, you know, go by the books and this is how we have to do it. I mean, I I certainly don't want anybody to jeopardize their job over not taking steps that are required by the company. I just, I'm saddened by the companies. I'm saddened by the fact that these rules are in place in this way, that there's no better handling. They should have a whole department, honestly. I feel like they should have a person dedicated to helping people through this and with it and 
You know, if there is like a law, if it's a legal issue that they can't bill that, well, they could maybe still maintain the account under the name. And then when the billing happens, that all has to be under, like maybe there's a way you could accommodate is all I'm saying. Maybe there is a way that it can legally be done, but nobody has taken the time to think about it and put themselves in the other person's shoes to care enough to realize that it's this big of an issue. But I know it is because I hear it from people all the time. Um, You know, it makes me think too about our veterans and how we treat them. And man, like I saw somebody getting really frustrated with a veteran recently because how slow they were moving. And I was thinking to myself, like every part of me, like I knew it was just going to turn into a big, just because of the individual that was getting all huffy puffy was already in that state of being really worked up. I didn't feel like engaging in it, but man, it's like, you really want to just shake a person and be like, do you realize that the reason for them moving slow is because they were protecting your freedom and like what they gave up to be able to provide you with all that you have. And it's like, it's like taking a somebody's great, great grandmother who's in their hundreds. It's like slowly moving with their walker and like eye rolling. Like, are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Like clear the path for them. If nothing else, like, you know, give them a smile and move aside and make sure they're safe. Um, We were watching a teacher actually on the last day before school vacation. She had all this stuff she was juggling in her arms trying to get to her car. And it was a windy 50 mile an hour wind day. Whoa. So anyway, as my um, oldest son is getting into the car, this woman drops everything and the the look, she threw her hands up in the air and was just like, you know, the look to the sky. Anytime we throw our hands up and look to the sky, it's like, are you kidding me moment? Like what? And, um, and I said to him, go help her. And it took him a second. Like he had a pause because, and he told me why he paused. He said, I was thinking about, I had just seen her inside and my mind was going to like, is like there was a girl walking behind her Um, who was closer, way closer. We were quite a ways across the long parking lot. But this girl who was in high school, um, my son's in middle school, but this girl was in high school, was right behind her with a cell phone in her hand. That's all she had in her hands. And she didn't pause to help. And my son said, I was waiting because I thought the girl was going to help her. And I said to him, this is life lesson stuff, buddy. I said, in the future, you don't even hesitate a second start running, start running right over to that person, start picking things up and helping. You don't ask if they need help. You just start doing. And that is the kind of man I want to raise you to be. I don't want you to pause to see if someone else is going to bump in. I don't want you to like hesitate for a moment because you're running out any scenarios in your head. I want it to be like a knee jerk reaction where you just do. And then, you know, it's that kindness. Those are things people never forget. You know, I mean, I can remember on one hand, I feel like sadly, but the times when people just did that for me, where they just, they didn't even ask, they swooped in and helped. And it's been one of those things. It's funny. This was something that my whole life I've, I've always been frustrated with people for, because I feel like, why is that not a gut reaction? Why is that not impulsive, like quick to move? It was very quick to act when this guy was frustrated with this slow moving veteran very quick to be irritated, annoyed, eye-rolling, huffy, getting right up in their space. Like, just what? That's instinctive for you. That is a reactionary thing. But, like, kindness isn't. When did that happen? 
I just, I feel like it's our responsibility, by the way, as parents. So if you have young kids out there, please spend the time to have these conversations with them because maybe no one's talking anymore. Maybe it's as simple as that. Maybe we're so busy, 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 and we're talking about the where to next and the what do you have your homework and your blah, 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 but we're not really having big conversations, the deep stuff. And I make sure I am constantly telling them, whoa, 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 that wasn't handled right. This is what you should have done. And I mean, it it might happen 30 more times before it really sinks in, but I got to think if they see me acting that way, uh, that then they all start to emulate it. Like they'll see it in action and then it'll be more instinctive. Um, I think the things in life that are instinctive are the things that we have witnessed with our eyes or and our ears and all our senses. You know what I mean? We've watched it. We've experienced this firsthand and seen it so many times. We know it's what's right. So I, you know, I just keep trying to do that, but oh man, today I was like, I was just taken back, you know, and the tears, I was fighting them. I was just trying to swallow hard. I needed to get to the post office today before they closed. And because of this, I did not. I needed to do this podcast episode. And because of this, I did not. My kids are downstairs on video games for far longer than they should be. um, And I couldn't do anything about it. And unfortunately, every single thing in my life snowballed because of this, like, several hour interaction that I just couldn't get out of because it's a bill that needs to be paid and I need to figure it out and it needs to take priority. And so my poor kids, you know, I was supposed to be returning this video game that came damaged for my son today so he could start playing it. They're on their Christmas break. They want some time with their mom. They want to do things. And we had other friends that have been calling and leaving voice messages and texting while I was on this hold. And I'm just like, I'm on the phone company. Like, you know, just trying to like, sorry, I'm stuck. I can't answer. But it was like, there were so many things that now, I I mean, now I kind of, it snowballed. Like I came across almost rude, I'm sure to them because they were trying. So these friends of ours, their son and daughter-in-law and granddaughter got us a Christmas gift and they wanted to all be there when we went to pick it up. So we were going to pick it up today when we had to do our errands. And they said, hey, would it work for you to do tomorrow when all three of them can be there to give it to you? I mean, they're trying to give us a gift and I couldn't even give them a response because I was not just on the phone, but I was interactively trying to set up an app and, you know, go back and forth online into my new online account. And this guy's sharing a screen with me. I couldn't even respond. And now I'm boom, I'm, you know, I'm podcasting. So like, I, I haven't even given them the proper response and they're trying to give me a gift, right? Look how it snowballed. And this day, it's just, I've, I talked to three different like customer service representatives, about 500 robots, but three individuals and each one had different information to offer that clashed with the previous one. Um, they all seemed nice enough, but the office they were working in was so loud, I could barely hear them. Oh yeah, they're helping other customers. I'm like, it sounds like like the stock market. Like what's going on in there? Like what kind of room are you in right now? <laughs> Jeez, I couldn't even hear him. And then he was like, well, I think your phone's cutting out. I was like, uh, I don't think it's my phone that's cutting out. I'm pretty sure it's your end. And it like what happens is like he would put me on, like he would mute it so like I wouldn't hear it. But then I would think he hung up on me because it would be like so long of silence. And I'd be like, are you still there? <laughs> this whole interaction was just, could have been so much shorter and more concise. One is if, 
things didn't always have to be automated robots. I love a human being. Problem with robots, right? What is the problem with the robots? You go down, there's like not multiple choice option. And when there is, there's only A, B, and C. There's not a D, all of the above option. Or like, you know what I mean? So it was like, you have to, you had to pick one of these. And if it wasn't one of those, I'd just be sitting there like, uh, what do I have to pick? And then before I could even make my mind up, it would hang up on me after having been on hold, after having gone through the whole speak to a person, customer service rep. Like, have you guys done that before? Because maybe I'm the only nutso one who hates the robotic, like, you know, please say in short, a few short words. And I'm always like, speak to a customer service to allow us to give you the best experience. A customer service person. It's like, never does it fit into the boxes you're providing me with. Please just give me a person. Oh my goodness. Like, I fear for my children. Some days, everything going to be automated? Are we never going to talk to a human being? Are we only going to have interactions on our phones because, like, the world is too dirty to, like... (laughs) Oh, God. We're going to step out of our doors. We're going to have viruses and, you know... Oh, man. It's just... I don't like where we're trending at all, but I certainly today, it like like I said, it snowballed. It snowballed from something that was like annoying into something that was affecting people that shouldn't have had to have been affected in a, a negative way. And I hate that. You know, I was sad for my kids. I was sad for our friends. And I felt like I was at the center of it all just trying to do the right thing, you know? And I just wanted that human interaction back of them just trying to do the right thing for me, seeing if they could do something about it, trying to help out, you know? But it was like, all right, lady, is this working? Okay, then you're going to have to go do this on your own. What do you mean? Like the whole reason I'm calling you is because I can't do it on my own. I'm struggling here. Like it's not working. Uh, lo, Lo and behold, at the end of it all, he said to me, well, I don't think it's because I put in there that he was deceased, but I do think it's because um, something to the effect of me not being the primary person on the account, and, and so therefore I wasn't getting access, which by the way, baloney, because when he said it before, I checked immediately on my husband's phone line, which as we just discussed has not been changed from his name, so they, like it should have been sent there then it should have popped up on his phone and it didn't it really had nothing to do with that but it was a good (laughs) good try for effort but um and excuses you know I've talked about these before like we can all make up excuses a simple apology goes a lot further for me anyway when like I know people can't control these things. I know he has to follow his protocol. Even even if, like, for all I know right now, he's talking to his manager about how we should really change things. This was terrible for this woman's experience. I mean, I'm going to give a benefit of a doubt. I highly doubt it. But even if, <laughs> like, there is still this, um, this human experience part that is being overlooked. Like, if he had just said to me, like, yeah, I'm really sorry our system is set up this way. It's really unfair to people like yourself, um, and I'm going to see what I can do about it. Or, you know, I completely, you know, I not, not like know what you're going through because no one wants to hear that. But like, I, I hear you. I see you. I like, you want that. Like I, I do acknowledge that this is not ideal and I wish there was a better way. Like just that goes so far, doesn't it? I just got goosebumps even saying it because we don't hear that often. I don't know the last time somebody owned up to me that, you know, something on their end really wasn't designed well or whatever, and that they're sorry for that. 
you know, because there's so often that we bump into things like, I mean, Christmas is a great time to experience this because how much, like of all the things that we buy, right? Everybody's buying stuff. And how many times do we get something that's broken or not up to par? Or it's not what we ordered or how we ordered it. My mother received, a, I won't, again, I won't throw the company under the bus, but they received a package. The package, you know, the sticky strip was not even pulled off. So nobody sealed the envelope or the bag or whatever shut. So the bag arrived empty. <laughs> it's like, how do you not then like, so when I reached out to customer service and asked if um, we could get another one or whatever, the first thing was like, well, did you reach out to the company? I was like thinking to myself, no, I actually first reached out to you, not the company, the, the bigger umbrella company that sent it to me, I'll say. But I was like, no, I actually wanted to give you as the seller the opportunity first to like, do you know what I mean? Because you don't want to give them a bad name. Like it's like going to someone's boss and saying so-and-so is not doing this. Like, no, wouldn't you talk to the fir- the person first? So I just wanted to let him know what happened because then maybe he could point me in the direction of, oh, if it never got sealed, well, that came from us. Oh, if that happened, then it was them. Um, you know, something, just work with me a little bit. But instead it was like, well, quick, you need to give me your address so I can send you a new one. And I only have two more in stock. And and it was like very all business and hurry, hurry, hurry. And I never got a, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry for that. I'm going to look into it and see like why that happened. Like, I don't want that happening again to my customers, right? Wouldn't you think like, I'm not blasting you in a um, comment, uh, it, like giving it one star and saying it didn't even arrive and, you know, or nothing, none of that. I'm giving you an opportunity to make it right and just send out another one or whatever. And you're making me feel like I'm putting you out. And there's something twisted in what we're, we're doing, don't you think? <laughs> All right, guys, time for a quick break. I'll be right back. So if you've lost the love of your life and are experiencing soul-crushing grief, um, especially going through the holiday time right now, um, but if ever, and you just want to have uh, some support from others who've been through it and some free coaching, I have a Facebook group that is free and, and designed just for that purpose. So I will leave the link in today's podcast description and you can hop over there to grab your invitation if you should please. <laughs> all right, guys, back to the show. I find it very interesting that we all desire people in our lives who are very thoughtful, considerate, caring, but we are not that always to others. Isn't it funny how we want that from other people towards us, but yet we're not always all that forthcoming and giving of it, of it ourselves. So I've seen this in action a lot the last few days, but I was thinking about my friend, Sarah. I don't know if she even listens to these, but she is one of those people who's just always thinking of others. And um, we were at a pool, we're trying to give our kids a little vacation experience at a timeshare pool that they had. And uh, this group of, I don't know, they, they look like a fraternity brothers or something. There was like five or six of them throwing a hat around in the pool. And so she had brought, you know, one of those little um, waterproof footballs or whatever to throw around for the kids and our kids weren't using it. So she tossed it to them and let them use it. And I was thinking to myself, those little acts of kindness are things you don't see often enough anymore. It's like, what has happened where we are so self-consumed that we don't see 
other people struggling around us. So right back to what I was saying earlier in the show about my son and not having that knee-jerk reaction to just run over there, but like he was really taking in and evaluating the situation, which made me proud that he was thinking it over. He was trying to decide whether or not he needed to jump in or if someone else had it. But still, like, I want knee-jerk reactions out of out of life. <laughs> like, I want people's internal gut to just speak louder and for them to hear and react and respond to that. It is very heartbreaking to me that, you know, we see things, we see people struggling or a situation where we could easily step in and help and we don't. Um, lately, I've been looking for those moments because it's the holidays for one. So, like... I actually went last night, we were at the grocery store and I was going to pay for this guy's groceries. He only had a few things anyway. And he was really like putting in a lot of effort. I kept bumping into him in the store over like what he was going to get. So I knew he was like evaluating the price and like how about he needed it and wanted it. And then he goes to pay and he has to run to his car and I have been there. Oh my gosh, have I been there? I had my credit card denied right after my husband passed because they shut it off because he was the primary account holder. And you know, unbeknownst to me as I have a whole cart full of groceries and I try to pay, I don't have any money on me. I ended up, I think that day having to run home and get money and come back or something. Like I remember that feeling. And as soon as I saw him going to his car, I really wanted to like go pay for him. And I had my two kids with me and he went out the other way before I could even get to him. So I didn't get the opportunity, but I wanted to. I was like, that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for now. When I see someone else and you just know, oh, that's a moment. Like, ooh, they're they're not feeling good inside or that that stinks or, you know, I don't know. It's just... Oh, actually, I think I might, maybe I told you guys this last week, but it was kind of funny. I accidentally left my credit card in the machine at the grocery store recently and then turned because I, somebody that I knew came up behind me and started talking to me. So I quickly grabbed my stuff to get out of the way because there was another person in line behind me. And in doing so, I forgot to grab my credit card. I grabbed the receipt, but forgot my credit card. Still sticking out of the machine. So she scans all her stuff and it automatically put it on my card. And she was like mortified. The look on her face, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It was like, <laughs> I want to say it was like $12 or something. It like was not a lot. It Whatever it was, was not substantial enough for her to be. But I loved that reaction. I loved that she cared. I loved that she felt badly and just was like apologetic. And so I literally was like, thank you for returning my credit card. Merry Christmas. And she was like, are you kidding me? Like, like I, she goes, I can't believe you just bought my lunch. Like, really? <laughs> to me, these are the little teeny tiny things that... Yeah, it made her feel good, but it made me feel great. I was like, of course, it's not a big deal. It was like, I was, I honestly was grateful. She turned around and returned my card. There are people who wouldn't, right? She was like, felt badly and didn't like, I didn't even see that it was in there and it just rang out. It's okay. It is okay. You know, it was like, I don't know, but like, I'll just say that at all those little moments, so when you can find those times to just do the right thing, you know, that it feels good to your soul. So yes, it's a gift to the person that you're interacting with, but you'll feel good. Like this guy at the the company I've been talking about, I mean, he'd be feeling so good tonight if he had just spent maybe a minute or two longer with me to just say some kind words and try to help me out, you know, instead of keep putting me on hold or mute or whatever. While, you know, whatever he was doing, probably working with another customer on the other line. I don't know. Maybe they're like, maybe their boss keeps track of how many 
you know, people they're able to serve or whatever, but I don't know. I just, I, I feel like he's going to be thinking about this later because he could sense it at the end, just how frustrated I was with all of it. Because I mean, by the time I got on the phone with the very last guy, I was already at the point of collapse. That's just how hard this was. And this should not be hard, especially when you're trying to set up auto pay, right? Think about that. I'm trying to give you money. And this situation is so complicated and you're making it so hard on me to pay you. Like, do you want your money or no? That was what I, my inside was like feeling. I'm like, come on, please. You know, you want to get paid. Just let me, let me pay you. I'm like, why is that so hard? You know? And then, and I know it cannot be hard because there's other companies that find a way to make it not hard. Um, you know, I think I set up my auto pay for other things in the heartbeat. And anyway, the whole point is just that like, we don't need to like tag on by making it extra hard. Like maybe it is true that once I brought it to their attention, they are required to require me to, you can still give leeway and like time and compassion and like, it doesn't have to be, it has to be done before you can do anything else. And now I've locked you out of your account and now you have to walk into a store with legal documents in hand and da, da, da. It was like, oh my gosh, like my heart is hurting right now. Can't it just be easy? <laughs> like, can't we at least just have it be simple? I mean, sure, I will do all those things, but can't you at least just set up this account for me? <laughs> like, let's just cross one thing off the list. All I do these days is add on. Like when I want to tackle my to-do list, I feel like all I do is end up with five new things I need to do. And that's not a good feeling. The best way to feel really accomplished inside is to, I mean, make a list and cross things off, right? We feel good when we like can check a box, cross something out. And it feels really bad when we have to put it on the island or on the countertop or off in the corner to to be continued pile for something later when you can have the time to do whatever. And oh, it's nothing worse than when somebody literally drops it on your feet and says, nope, you have to deal with this in the next couple days or your bill's going to be past due. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, I I think not just for widows and veterans, but I think all human beings could use to have people treat them more compassionately, treat them like they are your great grandparent, treat them like they just had the worst day of their life because maybe they did. <laughs> and even if they didn't, it's going to like go far, right? Those good things that you do for people, it, it makes you feel good. It makes them feel good. It's a win-win. And then it's like the law of attraction can do its work and bring in more of the good stuff. But right now, like, that's why I chose to podcast right after this. I was like, I'm not going to let this downward spiral keep going. If I went downstairs and started tackling, like, because the other place I was supposed to go is to get some other bills in the mail before the day was out, which now I've missed <laughs> that opportunity. Mm, so, yeah, I mean, all I wanted to do was shift my gear and turn back to the light. I talk about the light a lot because the more you can allow the good stuff in, the more that you can just, like, breathe in the calm and allow all that anxiety to just go away and you can just stay focused on something positive or like I figured at the very least I could accomplish finishing this podcast episode and that's something I can check off my list so granted he just gave me three extra steps I need to do but now I can at least cross this one off this was accomplished this was done you know and that feels good um I know I don't know if any of you have experienced anything like this, but when you witness human nature at its worst, it's really ugly. 
I mean, this is not the worst. What I just explained is like nothing. That's like, you know what I mean? Like that, that pales in comparison to the stuff we're seeing out there, right? That's nothing. So the fact that like something that small can, can really like affect somebody so much. Imagine just like this other stuff is what are we doing? (laughs) You know, like let's look in the mirror a little bit and think about you're, you know, that's the whole key to empathy. Just look in the mirror. Think about yourself. What would you want? What would, how would you want to be treated and do that for others? Empathy is not a hard game because you can quite literally step into someone else's shoes mentally and imagine in that moment what they need, want, what, you know, whatever. It's very easy to do that. So I think if we spent more time there and if every person did, then it's just, I don't know, we wouldn't be clashing. We'd be, you know, we would just be basically helping to illuminate and brighten everybody else's light, which is awesome. <laughs> Who was I just talking to today? Maybe um, a client, but was talking about, oh yeah, it was a client because he was saying, oh yeah, you're always talking about the light or whatever. And I said, oh no, no, it was just somebody in the free group um, on a post made a comment about me always talking about the light. And he said that I reminded him of somebody else that he had heard of. I don't remember what it was, but, um, I said, you know what? It, it goes back to my childhood. My grandmother, we called her Nana and she was this little French woman, little spitfire. She was the best woman I've ever known. She just was, she was pure joy and just, it was awesome. So anyway, she used to come into my bedroom and kind of like bust open the door and then whip open the curtains and always say, let the light in. That was like her thing. Let the light in. And she really believed that when you let the light into a room, it just made you feel better. And it did. It did. This is not like woo woo stuff. This is just like quite literally, I talk about the light in sort of a you know, representative way of like just goodness and joy and, you know, but she quite literally meant let sunshine in that room and those dark corners will be lit up and it won't feel so dark. And it was so true. It made my body want to get up out of bed. It gave me more energy. It made me feel more fulfilled. Like, I don't know what that is, but I do think when humans were created, we were intended to be in the sunlight. We were intended to be by the water. We were intended to be like feet in the dirt. Like, I don't, I think that we've moved away from a lot of those connections, but when you connect back with the earth and the light and all this, it does affect you. Um, I'm sure in Alaska, you all could probably stand up and have a few words on this point because boy, when you have extreme darkness for a long time, (laughs) it must affect mood. Um, I used to recommend those little lamps, if I remember right. Is it green light? I can't remember. It's been so long now. Anyway, there's a certain color in the spectrum that is supposed to help with people who have, you know, the especially in wintertime when we are just not getting the exposure to light as much. Although, hey, I have to give this little tip because always thinking about cancer, always wanting to fight against that pain in the butt. Um, remember that in the wintertime, you still get sunburnt big time. And I think a lot of people neglect to put sunscreen on in the winter, especially in the colder areas where you're going outdoors in the snow. And guess what snow does? It is a bright reflector. And so I can't tell you, I've probably had more sunburns in my life from snow than in the summertime. 
And I mean, there's a few things at play there. It's probably because one, I'm not putting sunscreen on, but you don't even realize like in, when you're in the sun, you get discomfort when you're really kind of overheating and you move yourself. When it's cold outside, you're kind of drawn to that sun and you tend to look at it more, like take it in more. Um, and then it's just really reflective and it really does just, you know, it takes that, that skin that that time of year isn't seeing a whole lot of exposure to the sun. It's white and pale and pasty and real easy to fry up. <laughs> so, you know, having lost a husband to melanoma, I hate that. You know, I hate what it's done to my relationship with the sun, but just, you know, be careful. <laughs> be careful when choosing your sunscreens too, because the chemicals in them can be pretty nasty, but you want a good one that does its job. And, you know, you also need to get get some vitamin D, get some sun every now and then, all of these things. This isn't medical advice, just, you know, keep yourself healthy and well and make sure you're doing all this stuff. But yeah, so kindness matters. <laughs> I guess that's the real, the real meat of it today is that it does all matter. How we treat each other matters and how you treat somebody could very well set off how they then go home and treat their family or in this case like look what happened like how I, my kids are being treated they're on you know ipads right now and playing video games where they could be experiencing a great afternoon with their mom and a happy mood and our friends could have had a nice response back which is the least that they deserve you know what a kind thing that they're they even thought to get us a christmas gift is so sweet so all of these little things that snowball and you know gain momentum from just such a little thing. But, well, ooh, yep, three, four hours of my life, I will never get back. And I tried to remain in a place of just remembering they were doing their best to help me. Sometimes you have to take some time to get things done, to get on the other side of it all. And all those little things were in my head. But boy, every single time it kicked me back out and made me put in a new password. And I didn't even know which password I was putting in in the end made me crazy just to finally get in and only to find myself back at the starting line. And isn't that kind of just representative of life? <laughs> Sometimes you put in all the hard work just to finally get to your final destination, just to find yourself back at the beginning all over again. We were watching a movie, what is it called? Linsanity. I don't know if you guys know about, um, what's his first name? Boy. Anyway, last name Lynn, uh, basketball player. It's such a cool story if you've never heard about it. Um, sort of his rise into being an NBA star and how it all came about. And, um, you know, there's all kinds of things in there that it's worthy of watching. But um, so we were watching this earlier today and it got me thinking about like, you know, race was involved because he was feeling like, you know, the, that because he was Asian that it was affecting whether or not he was going to be a draft pick. And that. there was so many layers to this. It really was good. But it also made me think, you know, I talked to my son about this, like no matter what, it's not about having a backup plan per se, but it's about that perseverance. And it snowballed into like, I'm kind of given like this half story here about the movie, but um, more or less, it, whoever succeeds in life, it's always the people who don't stop. Like this guy had so many setbacks along his path where most people just go away. They just stop trying. They just, oh, okay, I got my answer. I didn't get into the D1 school I wanted to. He didn't get into the D1 school he wanted to. He got into Harvard, <laughs> imagine, and like worked his way 
up to like proving himself there just to like, you know, it was like every time he had an opportunity, he had to sort of prove himself again. But then if you think about it, when you finally get to that end destination, that goal yours, how much better it feels, right? And most people will drop off along the way because it just seems like hurdle after hurdle and like, why am I going to keep trying when the message is clear? It's not for me. Well, I think the people that really succeed at life and do super good at anything are the few and the, you know, far between that just say, you know what, knock me down. Here I am again. Well, that didn't work. Let me try this, you know, and just keep going and going and going. And so even in the darkest, hardest times, you know, you still have (laughs) this mountain to climb. Yes. But you also have at the end, this gorgeous, you know, view to sort of see when you can look back at it all and go, wow, it was for something, you know, um, I was really contemplating. I, I go back and forth all the time on what I'm doing and helping people and all this because it's hard. And the easier road would be for me to fall back on my physical therapy degree because it's a guaranteed paycheck with a certain set amount that I can budget and plan on. And I can, you know, I, I can leave at the end of my day and not have to take it home with me. Um, you know, I don't, there's so much other stuff involved, but it's the easy way out. And if you really want to see your dreams come true and be able to help people and do the tough stuff, sometimes you got to wait four hours on a phone call with the customer service rep and a robot. That's what I'm saying. So guys, thank you for joining me today. Um, uh, (laughs) I hope you gained something out of this podcast. It did bring my mood up. So thank you for being with me on that journey. Um, Anytime that I can sort of share my own personal experiences in this to hopefully help somebody else, I like to do that. So um, guys, next time it will be a new year. So if you're hearing this, let me see. You probably have a little bit of 2022 left, so do something amazing with it. Set some amazing goals for 2023 and, you know, make them incremental and achievable so that you can celebrate your successes and not always feel like you're, you know, doing the climb out of the trenches. (laughs) Until next time, guys. Bye-bye.